Day 10, everybody. We have hit the halfway point, kind of. Uh, but this is coming actually a little bit late in day 10, so it kind of is the halfway point in our Daniel fast. I hope we're all feeling... I've been actually... I'm not even going to say I hope that we're all feeling whatever I usually say, but because I've been getting a ton of emails saying that how blessed everybody is, and I'm really excited about what God is doing in the lives of his church. Big C Church, but also our little C Church, Eastern Fellowship. So today... I would love for us to uh, start a new little segment, and I, it's gonna be we're gonna be walking through Psalm one nineteen, and Psalm Psalm one nineteen is really just about God's word, God's precepts, God's laws, and how its author is obsessed with the word of God, and I think that. This would be a good thing for us to hear, for us to spend some time soaking in. So let's start. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you that you've revealed yourself to us in your word. Lord, I pray that we would not forget that. Lord, I pray that we wouldn't take it lightly. Lord, I pray that we just would soak your word in. Lord, that it would like, that we would get drenched in your word like when we're in uh like when we're caught in a rainstorm with no coat and no hood and no umbrella and that super super trench feeling you get when it's just like i don't know if i'll ever get dry again i want it to be like that lord i want us to fall in love with your word um lord i pray that you would awaken a hunger and a thirst in us i think if many of us are being honest we don't hunger and thirst for your word or for your righteousness. Um, so, Lord, awaken that in us. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. All right, let's get started. So, I'm going to go verse by verse for the most part. There might be some variation if there's some repetition. So, I literally have each verse in front of me, but I also have thoughts. And I'll expound upon it if I feel like I want to. All right, let's jump in. All right, so... Psalm 119 is an acrostic poem, which means that each, uh, the, the first letter of each verse is uh, a consecutive letter of the alphabet. So if, for, if it was in English, it'd be like, Alleluia to the Lord, for I will always praise you, verse one. Because your loving kindness is greater than life, I will always praise you. Then the third one would be like, creator your loving kindness is greater than life i'll always praise you and then d you do see what i'm saying if it were in an in, in american alphabet english alphabet it'd be a b c d but it's not it's a hebrew alphabet and uh it is also broken into sections the first section is aleph which is i think the first letter in the hebrew alphabet so let's start with that verse one blessed are those whose ways are blameless who walk according to the law of the Lord. And those that follow the ways of the Lord, those that follow the law of the Lord are going to be blameless in the eyes of anyone. I think that it's a cool thing to think about if a person were to follow the ways of God exclusively. I don't think that there's a nation or a kingdom on earth that would be able to find fault in their actions that would that would be able to say this person is a sin for, sin, sinner this person is wicked 
Uh, and I just think that that's really, really cool. Verse 2, blessed are those who keep his statutes and seek them with all their heart. Keeping God's law is liking to joined with seeking God with all of your heart. Have we made that connection before? I don't know that I've made it before. Those that keep his law being joined to the effort of seeking God with all your heart. And I sometimes like versus like Isaiah 55, I love that. When it was like, seek the Lord while he may be found, call upon him while he may be my while he is near. And it's like, well, what does it mean to see what does that really, really mean to seek the Lord? Like am I I just imagine myself with a magnifying glass or like where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Just or super sleuthing it. I'm looking for you. Can't find you. But I'm looking. But this is saying those that keep the law of the Lord. It's like those who are seeking him with all their heart. All their heart. We'll talk more about that. Verse three. Verse three. They do no wrong, but follow his ways. Pretty much those people are kind of perfect. So. The author of this psalm is like, yeah, they're awesome. Verse 4, you have laid down precepts that are to be fully obeyed. God's laws are meant to be kept. God didn't give them as suggestions. He didn't give them as, this is a cool thing that you might be interested in doing. Or this is just an idea. Why don't you weigh it and figure out if that's best for you? No, God's laws were meant to be fully obeyed. Verse 5, oh, that my ways were steadfast. And obeying your decrees. You know, I'm not reading this with the right spirit. David has a lot. Or is this a, is this a Psalm of David? Yeah, this is a Psalm of David. He has a lot of exclamation points. Or this translation has a ton of exclamation points. And I'm not reading it with no joy. Let me change it up. Oh, that my ways were steadfast in obeying your decrees. He said, I wish my life. I wish I was more like these perfect people. I wish that I kept your law without fail without interruption that's the desire of my heart verse six then i would not be put to shame when i consider all your commands listen your law your word reminds me that i fall short when i consider perfection when i consider what it means to be holy what it means to be right i come up short i can never be that but listen y'all don't be discouraged by that don't be discouraged by when you hold yourself up to God's word, when you hold yourself up to God and realizing like, man, I I don't have it together. Like, of course you don't have it together. Of course, like you can't be perfect. It's not, it's not going to happen. And I'm glad that <clears throat> it's not in my power to be that because if I could, I just would be like, well, if. I could be perfect like God is perfect, then I just would be thinking I could be God. And I already struggle with that, knowing that I'm imperfect. I'd be trying to be God for myself and God for everybody else. So I take comfort in seeing places where I don't measure up, which is not, I don't use it as an excuse to sin. I just want to make that clear. Okay. Verse seven, I will praise you with an upright heart as I learn your righteous laws, even still. Even though the more I learn about your law, the less perfect I see myself, the, 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 the greater light is shone on my life and my imperfections, the more I'm going to rejoice 
because I am learning you as I learn your laws. Hmm. It feels interesting. I, 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 when I read verse seven the first time, it made me think about verse two and the connection between keeping God's law and seeking him with all your heart. And it's like, as in, in verse seven, David is saying, I will praise you as I learn your righteous laws. And it, it, to me, it feels like the connection is as David is learning God's law, he's learning God. He rejoices because he's learning God. Not He's not just learning the do's and the don'ts. He's learning more about God's character. He's learning God's character. That, like, I was shook. More than shook. I was shaken when I read that. Um, verse 8. I will obey your decrees. Do not utterly forsake me. So this is, like, the beginning of David. Y'all know David is an emotional type of brother he's light-skinned just joking so all right let me just explain what that means when I say he's light-skinned um so if any of you are familiar with the popular music artist Drake he is a rapper and he is really popular just in general but he is really emotional his music he likes to talk about his feelings he likes to talk about girls that have broken his heart and that's not really something that a lot of rappers were doing before Drake and so and Drake is also a lighter complected black man so whenever a a man is being emotional we say people say I'm not gonna say we people say he's being light-skinned so that's why I'm saying David is being light-skinned I'm sorry if that joke goes over very many people's heads or if anybody's offended don't be offended David just be in his feelings a lot and so um this is the beginning of like hinting towards everything is not right in my light I'm sorry everything is not right in my life so Lord see me obeying your laws work a miracle on my behalf the next section we have is bet and then we go to verse 9 how can a young person stay on the path of purity by living according to your word Big question, how can I be young and still saved? How can I be young and saved and follow God? Um, the answer is living according to God's word. Uh, great answer, David. Great answer. If you're saved and you're young and you're struggling, you're like, how am I supposed to live this right? How am I supposed to be holy? By hearing God's word and obeying it. Oh, boom, full circle. Hearing God's word and obeying it by living according to God's word. I like that. Didn't even plan it. Verse 10. <clears throat> my desire. Oops, I'm sorry. That was my notes. Verse 10. I seek you with all my hearts. I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. My desire in learning your word is you. So don't let me stray from you. When I'm looking for your word. I'm really looking for you. So what David is saying, I'm seeking you. Don't let me stray from your commands. If I'm far from your commands, I'm far from you. David is really making this like knowing your word is knowing you. I'm loving it, David. Verse 11, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. I commit your word to memory so that I can call on it whenever I need it. How is he not going to stray, right? 
if he doesn't know it. So he's committing it to y'all. This is a huge discipline, a huge whatever authority I have in this world as a worship and teaching pastor. Y'all, I encourage you to commit scripture to memory. It's a real thing. Y'all, please just it will change your life. I know some of y'all already got like the whole New Testament memorized. So for those of you that are listening, work on the Old Testament. But for, you know, those of us who are familiar with the Bible, like vaguely familiar, but don't really, couldn't quote. If somebody asked you to quote 10 scriptures off the top of your head, you couldn't do it. I would say, don't be shamed. Listen, there's no shame here. There's no condemnation. This is all love. But yo, I would really encourage you, start committing at one verse a week to memory. Start small. One, the ones that you like the best. Find those, commit them to memory. It's really going to change your outlook. Uh, verse 12. Praise be to you, O Lord. Teach me your decrees. That feels self-explanatory. Uh, verse 13. With my lips, I recount all the laws that come from your mouth. I've disciplined myself in the repetition of your word so that I won't forget. I say your word aloud. That just is another like memorization tool for me. Like it. I feel like he's not being deep here. Like he's saying the way that I remember your word is I say it over and over again. Verse 14, I rejoice in following your statutes as one rejoices in great riches. All these people out here, they got money. They glad about getting money. I got scriptures, okay? And I'm rejoicing in that. It makes me glad to have your word because in having your word, I have you. Verse 15, I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. Again, discipline. Verse 16, I delight in your decrees. I will not neglect in your word. I delight in your degrees. I will not neglect your word. Verse 17, goodness from God. uh, I'm sorry. Be good to your servant while I live that I may obey your word. Goodness from God results in more time to know him. Verse 18, open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in your law. This to me is David saying, well, this is how I'm reading it. I don't know if I'm imposing my own interpretation on the author's original intent. But to me, that's saying there's some things in your law, some things in your precepts that I might not feel are wonderful. So in that case, there must be something wrong with the way that I'm seeing. So open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in your law. And y'all, that's huge, especially for us, especially for our church. Y'all. There, there are things about God's word that make us feel really tense. Y'all know I'm not lying. There's a lot of places in God's word that we shy away from, that we don't deal with head on, because we just it, it seems like they don't jive with who we understand God to be. And I think that if we adopted what David's position, he's saying, open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in your law. Like, Lord, if I'm not understanding it, it's not because you're wrong. It's because I just can't see well enough. I mean, again, shaken, shaken. Verse 19, I am a stranger on the earth. Do not hide your commands from me. Y'all, life is so real out here. It's coming at me fast. What, Lord, what's obscure, make crystal clear. Like, this, Lord, this land is not, this world is not my home. 
I agree. I want wholeheartedly agree that this world is not my own. So Lord, make your word plain. That's what we're doing. That's what we're praying for this, this whole three weeks. We don't know what's going on out here. We know that we want to do the will of the Father. So Lord, just make it plain to us. Open our understanding. Verse 20, my soul is consumed with longing, with longing for your laws at all times. And when I think, when David is saying your laws, I think he's also saying you. My soul is consumed with longing for you at all times. Verse 21, and I may be wrong. You can push back on that if you want to. But, you know, that's just what I think. Verse 21. Those that don't deserve, oh, I'm sorry. You rebuke the arrogant who are accursed, those who stray from your commands. You rebuke the arrogant who are accursed, those who stray from your commands. You chasten those who have no desire to learn from you, who don't obey. You chasten those who don't obey. Verse 22, remove me from their scorn and contempt, contempt, for I keep your statutes. David is like, and they're also mean to me. Not only are they not keeping your commands, they're being mean to me. And I'm doing right, so make them leave me alone. This is what I'm saying about David being in his feelings. He has every right to be in his feelings. He's had a rough life. But that's just who David is as a person. Verse 23. The rulers sit together and slander me. Your servant will meditate on your degrees. And even though folks on the highest level are lying on me, slash talking about me, they may not have been lying. David did some weird stuff, and he admits this later in the chapter. David was guilty of some weird stuff. So even there might have been high kings, rulers sitting together and talking about him, but they may not have been lying. They may have been telling the truth. Telling the truth. What he says is, even though they do all this, I, your servant, will meditate on your decrees. Even when folks are talking about me, whether it's true or untrue, I will take refuge in disciplining myself in your word. What? When you've been lied on, talked about, mistreated, buked, scorned by people, is your refuge in disciplining yourself in God's word? Let me tell you something. Mine is not. My refuge is Cheez-Its and vegetarian pizza with fried eggplant on it. That's my refuge. Verse 24, your statues are my delight. They are my counselors. Your law is a comfort. Even in the darkest places of my life, your word brings light. Your word helps me understand you, and that comforts me. Even when I don't understand what's going on around me, I'm understanding you better. All right, that's the first 24 verses of Psalm 119. We may not go through all of Psalm 119 before the end of the fast because I may need to do another uh, different kind of segment to close us out. But uh, let me know your thoughts, what you're thinking. Send me emails of Kairos Moments, but also um, what you've been hearing God say. And even if it's like for personal stuff, we want to hear those too. Those are also encouraging to the body. Um, that's it. I just, let's pray. For, I want to pray for us. Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for this time, God. Um, thank you for your word. Lord, I pray that your word would just, like I said earlier, saturate us. I don't need to say it again. You heard it the first time. Lord, your name was forever glorified. You're forever exalted. You're forever seated on the throne. In Christ's name, I pray. Amen.